When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Paul Shear, and you're watching Geekscape, the only website I go to. Seriously, it's the only thing I have ever looked at. I hear it's really impressive, but I, don't, I refuse. Hey, what's up, Geekscapists? Welcome back to Geekscape headquarters here. Uh, this is episode 176 of Geekscape. I'm Jonathan Lennon, your host, over here on your left side, and every week... Here on Geekscape, we like to talk movies, video games, and comic books. You shut the hell up, Gilmore. We like to talk movies, video games, and comic books with a special guest co-host who's very informed in those subjects. And this is no stranger to you guys if you watched Geekscape before. This is Brian Walton. Uh, he writes for Geekscape. He is uh, the guy in charge of that Scott Pilgrim contest we had a couple weeks ago. And uh, we're going to talk about another contest here in a bit. But mainly, Brian Walton, it is your birthday as of the taping of this episode. Today yeah. is your birthday. Um, Walton, how old are you today? I am 29. He's 29 years old, folks. Let's give it up for Brian Walton right here. Again, 29 years old. Uh, Walton. Yes. When are you going to start showing your mature, like, the, the, <laughs> like when are you going to start, li- like, acting like a 29-year-old? Uh, I'm not, ever. Okay, high five, high five. I stopped at 15. Gilmore, uh, as I accuse him of not acting like a 29-year-old, feel free to just pan the camera around my fortress of dorkitude and uh, pick up all the bullshit. Before the program started, Gilmore uh, and his good friend Evie, who's off camera for her own protection, uh, <laughs> came to our front door and... Walton and I answered the door wearing a monkey mask and a... I was a leopard. You were a leopard. I was the monkey. And it looked really cute, though. Yeah, yeah. We, and we had sunglasses you on. You looked like uh, Chester Cheetah. You did. Awesome. You did look like Chester awesome. Cheetah. I, um, I'm, I'm glad. I couldn't see what I looked like um, because I had to take my glasses off. Right. Uh, so that this is where make believe happens. Yeah. This is not going to be the final... <laughs> this is not going to be the final Geekscape uh, set. I uh, was just showing... Walt and some Ikea furniture I was like well, What do you think about that For the Geekscape set Well we will talk about it Honestly I did not know Ikea sold torture devices But uh, Yeah No uh, We're going all S&M On Geekscape pretty soon So you, you'd be excited for that Alright um, I was actually talking This morning Technically To Jiminy uh, From the forums Yeah Jiminy he, he always IMs me Like at 4.30 in the morning Well, he's, hey, Yeah he's in New Zealand well, yeah, So uh, like He's in New Zealand And James Harrogy Uh I guess he's 16, 17. How old are you, James? Just let is us know. Is he 18 yet? Like, is fuck, he that kid, the, the, no, fuck. That kid is not 18. The manhood yet? All I know is this he kid... He's been with us forever. He's been I, with us. I worry about anybody that uh, when Gilmore's like, is he 18 yet? That's when they expire. Yeah, that's, that's like, why I'm worried. That's like, a good thing. It's like so, Gilmore judging how so, much time does he have. So this this morning, <laughs> this, this morning I, I... I need to book a plane ticket right now. <laughs> how far away is New Zealand? Uh, <laughs> Can I walk there? Give me a ride. <laughs> so uh, I was talking to him like at 4 a.m. this morning on IM. And he revealed to me that he watches every Geekscape episode twice. Twice? Uh, how crazy it. is that? Twice. 
Um, Why do you need to see it twice? Is that I, in case you missed something? Yeah. What the hell? I, you got? Well, so supposedly what he does is he watches the first time as he's doing something, and he kind of zones out until like the like after the first ten minutes, which understandable. And he doesn't zone back until about fifteen minutes left in the show, and then he goes back and picks up what he uh, what he zoned out during. I wonder if so that happens works. to everybody. Like, do they have really? I think they just delete in New Zealand. Just, this is that? my. Coca-Cola. Do they have really potent weed in New Zealand? Is that like... Actually, I probably... No, I mean, I mean, the kids in like high school or whatever they call it, high school in New Zealand. Secondary. Secondary, walkabout, whatever they call it. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so he zones out. He's a busy kid, you know? He's a yeah. busy guy, like, like Mr. Walton here. Walton, you work with Gilmore at uh, Ranker.com, mm-hmm. uh, the website that Satori uh, from our, our community has quoted as saying... A complete waste of time. Uh, <laughs> but he does also hate kind of everything else on the forum. Well, you know what? We cannot talk bad about Satori. Because he is a great moderator. L- 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 let's talk about Satori right now. Uh, this this guy, Satori. Did you not silence your cell phone? No, nope, Is that you me. vibrating? Okay. That is, I, that is 100% Gilmore. Yeah. Gilmore, can you silence your cell phone, please? It, we, we, I'm sorry. It's vibrating. We can hear it even if you guys can. Um, fired. Uh, Satori was was riding his bike home, right? right. In Canada. He, and thank God he had this helmet on. He wrote about this on the Geekscape forums. You guys can find it at geekscape.net. And he's he's riding home. I'm not unlike the Witch of the West. I'm, <laughs> I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. It's like. He's riding home. What song right? was that? That was the Wicked Witch. You're missing a tone there. No, listen. But I've changed it enough. Is that not what I just did? No, you went. Well, whatever. The point is, Satori wearing his black hat is is like ready. Is like going home in the middle of Toronto, which I'm thinking is it Toronto? Maybe where you live, Satori. But wherever it is, Canada is a post. Satori is Scott Pilgrim. You're either you're either in in Toronto, Vancouver, or you're in Vancouver, or you're wherever they shot Nanook of the North, like 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 wherever you know. Mimi Pingween or, or wait, uh, wasn't like that, wasn't but... Avonlea in Canada? No, don't make that up. Listen, no, the... or, or or your Anne of Green Gables was yeah. set in Canada. Oh, Aven... It's very important. It's are you going to menstruate during the show? Anne of Green Gables, like listen. Oh yeah, there's Quebec, which is we... which is like Western France. Um, so out of those four places, I'm thinking he's in Toronto and he's riding home on his bike. Right, this is the story that he's telling us on the forums, and some lady. Rolled past a stop sign. I'm guessing Satori, if, if I read correctly, a couple days ago, and there. was looking right rather than left, where the traffic comes from. And Satori just hit the the. I mean, they just smacked. And Satori, I guess, went over the hood or went in front and of the onto car the hood, onto the hood. No, no, he he hit his head on the ground. Satori would have splatter all over this Toronto post-apocalyptic street. But he was wearing a helmet. Oh, okay. So he's wearing a helmet. Thank you. Satori uh, wearing a helmet. But so. didn't the lady just leave? She's just like fucking. Uh, no, no. I, or I think the lady was mad at him, which I mean, she's uh, she's Canadian. They do not but think she still, properly. Like, went away. She still ran, right? It was what? Like, Here's the funny thing. How's this for a situation that didn't actually happen, but would have been hilarious if Satori got hit by this lady, right? Be great, and, and, yeah. he, and he lands on the floor, and he goes, "Oh, thank God, I'm alive." But then she decides to hit and run and just rolls over him. 
<laughs> he goes, thank God I'm alive. Tire over his chest, just done. Remember, kids, wear a helmet. It prevents head injuries and unwanted pregnancy. Yeah. What Pren- I'm thinking pregnancy. is Satori. It's Satori wrote that. Pregnancy. Satori. Satori wrote like, please wear a helmet like on the forums and stuff like that. But I, what I'm guessing is this: what Satori's not saying is he probably wears a helmet everywhere. <laughs> right, like, oh, like man. he probably he probably wears a helmet everywhere. Oh, that's not you know what I mean. Like that, like that's Natalie what Portman. No, I mean some of the shit that he writes on the forums. Like, come on, man. Like a guy like that, he I mean, probably writes. Garden State? He, yeah. Ugh. You are you going to continue to name fucking vaginal no, films he, no, while we're like, doing the show? Like making a face. Like, he didn't get the Natalie Portman helmet. We reference. all saw Garden State yeah. once. <laughs> Excuse me, I, I I'm in touch <laughs> with my. You're the person who told me to go see Eat, Pray, Love. It's not my fault I went. I saw you. You said I, go. A correction. I told you to see Eat, Pray, Pray, Love to pick up women. You went with a girl. That negates any possibility you're going to have of picking up a girl at Eat, Pray, Love. You went with the, with Colleen, who we've seen on the show before. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're single and Colleen asks you to go see a movie and hold her purse, you're going to go. Because Colleen is very attractive <laughs> and she's cool. Right? But it totally fucks up your ability to pick up a girl at Eat, Pray, Love. Does that make sense? I love how we're just. You're, you're no, no, no. Listen, listen. Yeah. It, no, no. I cut. Yeah, he cut right. Wow. That's. You, you think he would have done the research a couple times? teaching people listen, how to commit suicide. Listen, listen. That's you think about right. the e pray love thing, right? Is is you got to play it cool, man. You can't go with a girl. She's gonna cock block you. Maybe if you use her as a jealousy trap, but you really you have to be in the middle of a conversation. Well, you with see, you're assuming the there trap. were women in that audience. I watched it at the Grove. Oh, that was oh, boy, boys everywhere. Okay, another thing you did wrong. All right. Right? They were probably like, oh, that, that cute guy came with his female friend, his companion. So if you want to get banged by a guy, follow your procedure, which is cool. You know, we're that open to that. That was the right plan we're for a situation. Yeah, right plan to get laid by a guy. But uh, you want to go mysterious, right? Like you want to go to April Love, maybe with like, like in a by, trench your, by yourself. Yeah, yeah. Come cool, maybe with just yeah, like, with a boombox that I hold over my head. No, 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 no. Don't, don't do that, push job. Just like like act cool, you know. Just be in the back, like yeah, maybe smoke a cigarette. I don't know. <laughs> act mysterious, right? Maybe wear a puma mask, leopard mask. Act, act crazy, right? Women love women respond to two things, right? Ready? Danger and violence. So just like act dangerous, you know right. what I mean? Is that like, right? yeah, right. like like the exhilarations would get some hot. You is know that, what I mean? Is that right? She's hanging out with you, Gilmore. No, she's she's so. eroded any semblance of what a real man is long ago. Hi. Okay, like she's been hanging out with you. Please. Yeah, that's uh, please. London, you just described a rapist. What? You're, 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 no, eat, pray, love. Is that what? He, uh, listen, is that what it is? That's awesome. D- uh, I, what did Evie say? Did you, you hear say? what she no. said? What'd she say? She goes. Is that really possible at a movie named after dental dams? The Eat, Pray, Love? I don't get it. Cunnilingus. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's going down on a girl joke. It's funny. Oh, I, oh she, no. She's it, being funny. I like it. I just don't, I'm not up with the female products. <laughs> but it's good that you caught that. Um, okay, so, um, as we continue to erode any manliness, yeah. No, we didn't see a movie yet. God. I saw Eat, Pray, Love. What do you think we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, we're talking about Eat, Pray, Love. This is why people tune out at 10 minutes. This is why James, hey, James, stick with us, all right? <laughs> Stick with us, James. We're exactly don't zone 10, out. by the way. J- James, don't you zone out. We're just going to get back to making what? fun of Satori in just a bit. All right? Hold on. Geekstrogen.net. Uh, yes. We, <laughs> Geekstrogen.net. We did go see a movie. We went to see Piranha 3D, yes, which we came did. out. It is... Yeah. You Go for it. You you started... Piranha I'll, 3D. I'll this guy, Alex Aha, you guys like him because he did, like, what? The Hills Have Eyes. He, he You know, he does these horror movies. Yeah. But, I, but I they're fun. Impressed. I wasn't impressed with The Hills Have Eyes. Um, right? But, uh, this is fun. Yeah, Prana 3D. 
it's only in 3D. Walking into the theater, you know, we're looking at the, we're conscious about our wallets. We're looking at the ticket price. We're like, oh man, yeah. you know what? Like, for as much as 3D costs extra, I would have watched this in 2D. Yeah, I would have watched it in 2D. You don't get that option with Piranha 3D. It is only released in the yeah. real D theaters. The Weinstein company has caught on, and they're like, "Hey, let's not give them the option to cheap out." You say that, but at the same time, they are losing some money from not having all those 2D screens. They're only opening in a limited number of screens because they can. O- there are only a limited number of screens that they can play well, in. I think they're kind of banking on some word of mouth, and they'll get it with this. Movie. Yeah, this movie is fun as hell. But uh, on the way home, I was talking to a friend on the phone, and. He was like, is it any good? No, this movie is not good. This movie is exactly the movie that it's supposed to be. We have uh, Elizabeth Shue and Ving Rhames as the local police at this Lake Havasu-ish place yeah. uh, you know, where all the kids are coming. It's spring break. Her son gets hooked up with this guy, Jerry O'Connell, who's playing basically the dude from uh, Girls, Girls Gone, Gone Wild, Wild, right? He's Joe Francis, my doppelganger. Bag. And he, a really good impression of our boss at Ranker, too. <laughs> okay, uh, you'll get fired for that. So, uh... Clark's not going to go see it. <laughs> He's not. You no, know, he just has to watch Geekscape to get that opinion. Um, so, so... Thankfully, nobody does. Yeah, nobody watches this. James Harrogate, don't tip him off. So, you've got this, this different cast of characters. They're all coming to spring break. But, here's the problem. There's an earthquake that opens up an underwater lake. That's been yeah. like sealed off since like the Cretaceous get, era, and you get right into it. Yeah, these it prehistoric right piranha come out. They're in the lake now. They've been eating each other for millennia, and now they're ready to eat some coeds, yeah. right? Who are in the middle of like a wet T-shirt contest. And the movie's fun. It has Richard Dreyfuss as a cameo. Yes, Christopher uh, Lloyd. It's got the kid. Well, I'm the only person yeah, who's, who's going to know this. The, who's kid the kid from Vampire Diaries. Oh, that's him. Um, is he the main kid? Yeah, he's good. He's he's moody. Okay. He's not the main kid on Vampire Diaries, but the main kid okay. in this. Um, and then uh, these two little cute kids running around, which right. they're funny. And but those play his younger siblings. siblings, and like of course they're going to get. I'm not buying Elizabeth Shue as a arrested. mom. Really? She is she, so gorgeous. I, I don't know. She, she was amazing. too hot. She's a hot. Like mom? to describe Elizabeth Shue as hot, it kind of seems weird now, but. Like, she was totally right. hot in the movie. What Elizabeth, she's always been hot. She was hot I in remember, the same. You know how bad You I watched was? the movie where she plays a retarded chick, and you, you kind of lose, like... What, what movie did she play a retarded chick in? It was, uh... It she's was like a regarding and, Henry type thing? Yeah. Hollow Man. No, no, it was <laughs> her, Man. and it was the guy who uh, played Harvey Dent um, in okay. The Dark Knight. Uh, oh, it, was that the uh, one where they're just picking on her? No, it's a remake. Like, she gets smart, and then she gets stupid again. Yeah, it was a remake of Flowers for Algernon, but it was with a female instead, and I can't remember the name. She gets stupid again. They could just call it retarded. <laughs> <laughs> Check out the big brain on Brad right here. Like, wow, you were rocking it. I remember stuff. I just can't remember names. No, it's cool. Scarecrow video like that. No, no, that's you know, you're the most right. Impressive you're right. thing about him, I think it's crazy. So, so there's not much to say about this movie. It is about as straightforward as it is. But yeah. the, the, I mean, we're not going to ruin some of the. Really hilarious 3D elements in no, it. No, but but Jerry O'Connell is funny. so much. I mean, he's really entertaining. Alan Scott, I like from Party Down. Adam Scott. Adam Scott. Adam Scott. <laughs> you called him the Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah, Alan, yeah he's the original Green Lantern. Uh, Adam Scott from Party Down is is really great. Adam we've Scott, always liked him. I've never bought him as like an action guy, and then I'm watching this going, he could pull off an action movie. Yeah, if he's, he wanted he's rescuing to. people he's, on a jet ski. It's yeah. fun. And, uh, uh, the uh, uh, the best the the. I'm a huge Jaws fan, mm-hmm. and like, there's I'm not gonna ruin it, but there there's just a nice little ode to Jaws at the beginning, and it just hooked me from that point on. I was like, 
I'm gonna kind of enjoy. They this. are having a lot of fun with this movie, yeah. which you would expect. You know, like they're not they're not gonna make a Piranha 3D movie and, and it, turn it into Saw. Yeah, <laughs> you know they're gonna yeah. they're gonna have fun with it. Uh, definitely recommended to all you guys who love gauntlet films, love cheesy midnight movies, and want to see a really entertaining 3D movie and don't mind a large amount of three dimensional tits. Yeah, at you also recommended to those that like titties. As Mr. Walton. Now, were there a lot of tatas in the th- Eat, Pray, Love? They, um, no. Funny thing about Eat, Pray, Love is uh, the only good parts were the male actors. They, oh, they is out, that right? Yeah, they out-acted Julia Roberts. Is that Colleen's like an actual review? Or? Listen, a little bit, yeah. Eat, Pray, Love. Uh, Prada 3D, go see it. But Eat, Pray, Love, we got to get into this. <laughs> this is what we really want to talk about. We're Eat, getting away from genre films again. We're going to no, talk about everything. We're going to talk about you. Well, welcome back, James. We're, we're talking about live. 15. We're talking about live. Um, Eat, Pray, Love. This is all I want to say. Supposedly, she's in a marriage. It's a movie about with, a selfish bitch. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that right? That's what I heard. Laura, Laura said this is a movie about a woman who's in a marriage that works. Like, the dude's not abusive or anything no, like that. The guy and she loves just, his wife. Loves his wife. And she just decides to leave to experience this, like, like stranger bone or what? No, it's, um, she has decided that she's bored with her life. Even though the dude is Even all about Even though he's supportive. And she, yeah. And she, like, wants him to grow up, but he, like, kind of wants to try a new career every few few years. He's indecisive. And they got married in their mid-20s, and she just decides one night, she's like, I'm going to be selfish. I don't love you anymore. I'm moving out. And she just goes in, like, bones like James Franco. She moves in like, with James Franco. Shit, like, all this stuff. And that relationship that, works. Man. All, but here's the thing. Then she leaves James Franco to go yeah. off with like the dude from. And then this is this, no this country for old men. Yeah. This is middle class white problems where she's like, instead of like going to see a therapist, going to get some help, it's like I'm going to take a trip around the world. So the whole movie is about this chick who thinks that the grass literally is greener on the other side. Yeah. And just keeps chasing around. And at the end, does she have any kind of like yeah, come to end? Jesus yeah. where she goes, oh, you know what? No, she, I had it good the whole time. No, and she comes to. Ho- no, she doesn't. She doesn't. She she comes to the fact where she thinks she has to. I don't. Know, she ends up with a, a, mm. a guy, and and she's like, "My life is better because I've lost a little control." And you're like, "It should be the dude. It should be the dude she ends up with that's sleeping in the en- with the enemy <laughs> who like comes after her." That'd be great. But here's you... the, here's the problem. It's like we geeks. It's not easy to to get a girl and, and keep a quality girl. Laura yesterday. Uh, Gave me sixty dollars. She owed me from work. From I'm helping her. She's opening her new training facility, and I was there sealing the floors yesterday. And she goes, "Take the sixty dollars." I was like, "Okay, I'll, I'll work for you for free. You're my wife." She goes, "Take the sixty dollars, but here's the condition: you can't use it on candy or soda. You can only use it on comic books." Aww. That was a conversation my adult wife had with an adult husband. It's insane. You're the Don Draper of nerds. It's phenomenal. I am the Don <laughs> Draper of nerds, and I will. Thank you shit shifted. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, which way? Which closer way? Closer to your closer chest. To the right. Okay, so, so I'm having this conversation. I was like, you know what? Like, this is the best situation for a geek, and it's hard to find. And now that this Julia Roberts has a guy and just says, yeah, whatever. It's uh, it's pretty ridiculous. She keeps running in. I have to bring this up. There is a character in the uh, in the Italian section <laughs> in the Italian section of the movie. There is a character. It, the actor. It was Bibiani. It oh. looked like Bibiani. I'm just. It was like. Was she in it? She was down no, with Bibiani. No, but he gave oh. her the the life lesson, lesson yeah. in Italy. Like that's Bibiani. That's Bibiani. Like, yeah, Bibiani. That's Bibiani's role for all of us. Yeah. So. See, I was pointing away now. Yeah. You no. Know, oh, I, I see you. I see you. Yeah, you can say stuff out loud. It's fine. Oh, I got yes. you. Oh, I got yes. you, Gilmore. I got you, Gilmore. 
For those that like Tetai. So guys, uh, that movie sucked. I guess, according to you. Speaking of sucking but that, but that, but that being said, uh, Prana 3D, we got to get into some of his Comic Con footage. What is that, Gilmore? Oh, I, I thought you wanted to talk about. Weren't you like the one person who saw Salt? We're not going to no, talk I, about no, Salt. I, I, no, I nobody went. No, nobody saw Salt. I ended up watching. We're not going to talk Brown about again. Salt. I, I chose to watch Jackie Brown again instead of Salt. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's like movie that feels like three hours, movie that literally is three hours, right? So, um, let's talk about Paul Shear in Prana 3D. Right? You see all these characters die. Paul Shear's in it. You never see him die. What happened to He him? may not have died. It's the mystery of Piranha wow, 3D. I didn't even realize that until just As I walked out of the theater, I go, what happened to Paul Shear's character? He's going to come back as like a human piranha. He's in the movie, and then one like, second he's on Jer- the movie. Jerry O'Connell pushes him. He's, all, he's still he on the boat. He doesn't fall off the boat. The boat goes into danger territory. Ooh. How did he get off the boat? How did he survive? Is Paul Shear magical? You would be the one best equipped wow. to, to answer this question. He is, he is Because magical. you've met him. You I talked did. to him at Comic-Con. Uh, and he was on... He's got he was a there. very, very funny yeah. show called, uh, on Adult Swim called Children's Hospital. Oh, let me write that down. Children's Hospital. Okay. And it was based on an internet TV show that he worked on as well uh-huh. um, called Children's Hospital. <laughs> okay. Okay. And, <laughs> and who, who else is in this? Rob Corddry? Uh, Rob Corddry. Uh-huh. David uh-huh. Wayne uh, is producing it. Uh, Lake Bell, who is a peach, uh, is on the show. You might remember her as the only good part of What Happens in Vegas. Okay. Uh, with Rob Corddry. We don't. We didn't get dragged to that one by some chick either. And uh, and then, um, what's her name? From Sound Live. Isn't she in it? Molly Shannon. Molly Shannon. No, I like her. No, she's not, not in it? I just remember you interviewed it's her. It's the chick from uh, uh, Will and Grace Okay. Lady. Okay. So listen, Malcolm Malali. Malcolm Malali. Yeah, okay, so so it. listen, you oh, and Ken Marino. Ken Marino is Ken Marino also is hilarious. And, and we interviewed him and had a really fun interviews. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to run all these interviews. Oh, okay. All right, that you did at Comic Con. Okay, but you did them on a flip, so the audio may be rough. No, no, no. Oh, no these, sounds good. The one I was there for. Yeah. All right, you guys yeah. enjoy this and uh, and try to pay attention to the Lake Bell interview. I mean, it, it's it goes by quick. Okay, <laughs> it's uh, but yeah. All right, it's good. here we go. Children's Hospital. Hey, Geekscape, it's Brian Wallen here with Paul Shear. You guys all know him, Human Giant, uh, 30 Rock, and Children's Hospital. Yeah, Children's Hospital. It's, I'm really excited to be on it. This season, I, uh, I wrote a little bit on the show, and I'm playing Rob's brother, who is a true clown. I don't like that he works in the hospital, uh, and I want him to come back to the circus. I, I got to say, we saw the trailer, and uh, I, I guffawed a little bit when uh, you've got that great line just in the trailer of, what are you doing with this medicine? Heal people with laughter. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, that was fun. It was, uh, it was such a great process to kind of be involved in the writing of that and then doing it on set. I mean, this new season is insane. I mean, the guest stars they have are awesome. Henry Winkler is in the main cast in the new episodes. Like, right now, they're just re- they're airing the web episodes. So once the new ones start, it's going to be great. Yeah, I just uh, caught uh, Joke Overload. And it was like Adam Scott and Clark Adam, Duke. Yeah, Adam Scott, Clark Duke, uh, John Cho, uh, Malin Ackerman. She's on the show, though, every week. Um, man, I'm, I'm blanking. Oh, Ed Begley Jr., uh, Winston from Ghostbusters. I'm blanking on his name right now, but Winston is in it. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Ernie Hudson. We could count on him. See? Uh, <laughs> uh, so, in addition to Children's Hospital, when are we going to get to see some more Human Giant? 
Well, Human Giant, we just did a new sketch. Um, we just did a new sketch on the MTV Movie Awards. So it's called Stunt Kids, and that aired uh, a couple months, uh, maybe like a month or two ago. So we just kind of worked together in and out. Like, you know, um, Rob came on my show, The League, and I went on Parks and Rec with Aziz, and then we all came together and did the Human Giant thing. So, we're, you know, it's hard for us to kind of coordinate our schedules because when Aziz is off, that's when I'm on my show. And then, you know, so we always are having a hard time. But we'll get together to do little things and each other's stuff. I do have to say, as a as an, a comic book nerd and and a movie nerd, uh, the league, pretty accessible. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm I'm with you. I'm a comic book nerd. I'm a, I am in that same vein. I'm not the biggest football fan at all, actually. And yeah, I think it, you know it's it's a testament to the guys who created it. The guy Jeff Schaefer and Jackie Schaefer. Jeff wrote on Seinfeld Curb and Bruno and Borat. And this season's really good. It's gonna be really fun. And you know, I have uh, you guys have to check out Piranha 3D. Dude, we're doing that to, uh, tonight. We have our screening, but it's going to be insane. Jerry O'Connell, Ving Rhames, Adam Scott, Christopher Lloyd, Richard Dreyfus, Alex Aja directing. It's awesome. The, uh, the promo models have been hitting people up here on the, on the floor quite oh, a bit. Oh, awesome. I'm excited that, uh, yeah, there's such a presence. You know, because we got banned from Hall H because we had too much nudity. It was too violent. And then they asked Alex Aja to change it. And he was like, no, I'm not going to change it. Because we were, and we we're like, so now we're going off to show it the way we want. I'm sorry, too much nudity? I know, right? Come on. Suck it up, Comic-Con audience. I feel like after 5 o'clock, we can have some nudity on the Hall H floor. You know? All right. So we can check you out on Children's Hospital, Leaks. Children's Hospital uh, in August, the League in September, and uh, Piranha 3D in August 20th comes out. Day before my birthday, so uh, you guys know what to get me. <laughs> Thanks so much. Nice hey, thanks for your time. All right, bye-bye. Hey, Geekscapist. Brian Wallen here. <laughs> hey, Geekscape. With one of your favorites, Ken Marino. <laughs> are you, are we, are we, you're, you're laughing. You started laughing when you said, hey, Geekscape. Is that your intro all the time? The, it's, uh, well, yeah, pretty much. Can uh, I try it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Go. <laughs> hey, Geekscape. It's Ken Marino here. Isn't that fun? Yeah, that's better than just going... Hey, Geekscape, it's Ken Marino. I like it. We're a very not serious website. Oh, okay. No, well, we, not at all. Yeah. I was about to try to justify it. Anyway, moving on. To yeah. you. <laughs> Children's Hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Children's Hospital. Uh, let's do the whole thing laughing. Yeah, let's okay. just laugh for okay. no reason. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's question. really easy to do with you. That's a good question. All right. So, uh, Children's Hospital, you, you play a uh, young Jewish doctor. I do. Dr. Glenn Ritchie. Yes. What's so funny? What's so funny? Yeah. Oh, we're geek scape. Geek scape. Oh, sorry. Geek scape. <laughs> I can't even say it. It's so funny. We're not going to get through this no, with no, me not it. being. I'm excited for it. All right. So, um, Children's Hospital. <laughs> you, you're, 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 you have to laugh. I. You do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So. Uh, <laughs> Shouldn't have had the shrooms. <laughs> Holding in. Okay. Uh, so we've got the new season coming August 22nd. Uh, yes. are, are you excited? You're very I'm excited. Very excited uh, about no, I'm excited. It's contagious. <laughs> it's getting around. That actually sounded like a Burt Reynolds. Didn't it? Um, no, it? <laughs> Let's remake Cannonball now. Cut. Jesus Christ. I'm going to take these rosary bleeds. You're going to take these bleeds? So, um. Cannonball run. Flippers. Um, yes, yes. Uh, in the second one, they were army generals. Wasn't this funny? Listen, all I remember is the Lamborghini and uh, and the two ladies with the cleavage. Uh, so, yeah, that was four boobs. 
four boobs. Cleavage. Two uh. ladies with cleavage equals four boobs. So um, <laughs> we're not, not going to talk about Children's Hospital No, let's do it. I'm excited about it. <laughs> so, uh, it premieres. It, it premieres August 22nd. <laughs> so I'm going to watch it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and there's or TiVo it. Well, yes, TiVo is good. <laughs> um, so what? we've got uh, the yes. trailer's out. You, I know. You're very funny in it. You, uh, How dare you? You're trying to win. It, it, it's the, first time, the first time in this interview where he says you're very funny in it is when he doesn't laugh. <laughs> oh wow! So uh, awkward. Are we are we going to be able to repair this? Yes. This no, we rift cut and paste. Right cut between paste. us. It's all about oh oh our 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 um Is our it, riff. Are we going to be able to get back to where bump? we were? I hope so. <laughs> well, you can never go back. No, let's move forward. But we can go deeper. Yes, and that's where we should go. I think that's where we'll land ultimately. And it'll only uh, enhance our friendship. Those blue eyes. Oh, thank you. This is getting creepy. It's getting a little creepy. <laughs> um, so, I just want to say, we have a couple of fan questions from our site we want to ask you. Okay. Uh, the first one is... Because we didn't get through any of the questions you wanted to ask me. None at all. No. And we don't want to take up your time all day. No, and listen. The, I'll, be here, I'll be here all night. Whatever you want. <laughs> our users are more important than I am. Let's do it. Um, so, Veronica, season Mar uh, Veronica Mars Season 3. Uh, VM season three. We want to know. VMS three. Do you think you won the election? Listen, all I know is what they told me that they thought that they might do, and I think that that, that I was going to win the election. Certainly would uh, help conflict in season four. Definitely, and uh, I, I I believe he would have been a, a good you know sheriff, kept things even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he certainly got a, he cleaned up his act. He he gave himself a different look. <laughs> Um, and then a uh, brief moment of silence for uh, Party Down. Uh, okay. we, were, we were all very, very sad to hear that, but... That was the briefest moment of silence I've ever seen. Yeah. He didn't even stop talking. You, he didn't even take a Brief breath. moment of silence. Oh, are, you, are we ready? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, but uh, like a lot of shows lately, this one more deservedly than others. It's yeah. got a, a Save the Show campaign going. I know. Huge Facebook group is yeah. trying to get it back on. How I, huge? Uh, huh? How big? Uh, I think it's at like uh, 3,000 users. Is that big? I don't know how for big. For a Facebook page? For, for Show Like Party Down, which not a lot of people watched. I, on Stars. Well, the Netflix streaming is... That's where everybody watched it. That's where everybody watched it. And, and uh, then they took it off that, didn't they? That's how I was telling people to show their support. Oh, they removed it. They're it's like, now not on Netflix. We can't let people know that there's a good show. We got to cut it. I don't quite understand. I mean, maybe it's maybe I don't know. Maybe it's to sell uh, the second season on DVD. I don't know. But man, do we hope that show comes back? Well, listen. You know, there are only so many times in your job where you kind of stumble upon a uh, a, 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 a gig where it's you know, super special. And um, I had that, I was lucky enough to have that the state, and I feel like I was, I got it again with Party Down. It was really just a wonderful kind of experience. And um, it's a bummer, it really bums me out that uh, it's not um, coming back. But I mean, I, I would love to get back to laughing again. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> we'll break through the tears. <laughs> it really breaks my heart. That's not coming back. 
<laughs> We're almost there. We just got to fake it a little bit longer. <laughs> um, but here, here's the bright side. Uh, Children's Hospital. Yeah. I, I'm happy to say what, the, the what, I, what I've watched is uh, it's got a bit of uh, an absurdist yes. party Meta, down little, little party. Yeah, it's a, uh, little, it's a little more wacky. It's a little and, more absurd. Uh, Adam Scott hopped in there for an he did. episode as a Klingon. Yep, he's and, awesome. Uh, Lizzie Kaplan did it. Yeah. Well, she, Lizzie has a little part in one episode. She plays Megan Mullally's uh, daughter. Megan Mullally's yeah. in it, of course. Megan Mullally is uh, having more fun. I, I'm just having more the fun best. watching her. The best. Yeah. She's the best. It, it's great. She's the best. Great. Best. Listen, say what you want about, you know, Aaron or uh, Rob or Lake or Rob. But, uh, you, don't, you know, but Megan, the best. Okay, Twitter something. Twittering right now. I'm already twittering. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we're going to finish it with the laughter again. So this has been Ken Marino and Brian Wong <laughs> laughing ridiculously. Uh, have a good one. Hey, Geekscape. It's Brian Wong here with Aaron Hayes from Children's Hospital. Hi, Geekscape. We're happy to have you. Uh, one of our more attractive guests, I must say. Uh, Ken Marino's pretty attractive. He, Ken, we just talked to Ken Marino and... Uh, he, he made me feel a little warm inside. A, li- a little warm inside uh, over here. So, Children's Hospital, you play? I play Dr. Lola Spratt, lover, healer. Hmm? Lover, oh. healer. It's a little loud in here, so I don't... Uh, but uh, uh, Dr. Spratt is uh, kind of the overlooked doctor on set? The, the character-wise. The char- well, no, uh, From the episodes I've seen, she kind of... a little misunderstood. Yeah. She's... Uh, nobody, t- she tends to say things and then people just stick with that. And even if she says that's not true, like in the beginning ones when I say I have a brain tumor, and then everybody just latches onto that, even though I, they, then they just stop listening to me. <laughs> yes. Um, so we've got a trailer online and, and the show comes uh, August 22nd, second season. Yes. And the, uh, the, there's an episode online, uh, Joke Overload. Oh, yes. And I see what you mean. Now I, now I understand your previous question. Uh, yes, it's such, and I think it's such a wonderful episode. I mean, Adam Scott and Clark Duke were so great, and I think it's a good showpiece for what this next season holds. It's a lot more, like, there's fun plots and great guest stars, and we have Jeffrey Ross. I mean, come on. Kind of a fun episode for Comic-Con. Uh, yeah. We put just a little hint, you know, just a little you know, teaser in there for the... T- yeah. I mean, I guess Frugging, uh tricky ears. That, it, it was great. She's got Spock ears in the episode, yeah. and it was, yeah. it was fabulous. There's really no time that she could have put them on, too. That's the <laughs> wonderful thing. We run out of one room and into the other, and I've got Spock ears. You were the quickest enlistment into Starfleet ever. Really? Yeah. All it takes is one good bang, and I'm in. <laughs> and Adam Scott playing a great Klingon. Yeah. Well, we, we hope uh, for success for Children's Hospital. Thank you. Uh, and very happy to have you on Geekscape. Thank you. Swing by any time. All right. How's Tuesday? Uh, works for me. All right. So, hey, guys. Brian Walton, uh, David Wayne. Hello. Expert writer and uh, wonderful performer. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. So, we are... That was Ken Marino on my shoulder. That's right. That was... That's Ken Marino. That, that's Ken Marino trying to make me laugh again. So, um... You are the executive producer on Children's Hospital. That's right. I'm also a director and a writer and an occasional guest star. And uh, from the trailer, we've seen, we can look forward in this next season to you being a cool Jew. 
I actually, yes, in one episode I play Rabbi Jewy McJuju, who is a hip, handsome, hot rabbi. Wow. Typecasting. And then uh, I also appear in some other episodes just as myself. That, I am very much looking forward to that episode. I'm actually looking forward to the whole, whole season. So uh, w- what else can we expect from, uh, from you in the next couple of months next year? From me? Uh, well, I'm actually in a few weeks about to go start uh, shooting uh, my next movie, uh, which is called Wanderlust. I'm very excited about it. It stars uh, Jennifer Aniston and Paul Rudd. And uh, I, make, I wrote it with Ken Marino, and I'm directing it, and we're producing it with Judd Apatow. So it's going to be a very uh, exciting project, and, but that's where I'll be in a hole doing that for, you know, several months. Yeah, we've loved the project that you've been doing. Role Models is great, and uh, Wainy Days uh, being a website. Thank you. Are we going to get to see more Wainy Days? Yeah, I think Wainy Days is great. My, I love to, uh, that because it's a chance to just, whenever I have time, I basically... Uh, pull out the video camera and do another Wainy Days. And it's been really fun to do that over the years, and I don't have any uh, motivation to stop. And uh, Stella, live in Boston, that came out on DVD? Yes, it was uh, the Stella, yet another fun little project with my friends that um, we'll keep doing uh, as, as time permits. So in Hollywood, you seem to just be in kind of everybody's circle. You, you've spread out. It speaks a lot. You must be a very nice person. You know, I try just to be friendly, say hi to people, look them in the eye, shake your hands. It takes, it takes you a long way. And also just that I'm so fucking funny. You know, I think it might be the second half. I don't know. I don't know. I also am a very fast typist, so I'm easy to work with. I touch type properly. Really? That's, I, that's a very good skill. Uh, so basically what we want to... Geekscape is number one, isn't it? Um, so we've got uh, the new Janet Fernandez and Paul Rudd. Anything you want to leave us with about Children's Hospital? I would say that every episode is surprising and funny in different ways. So don't miss one. Every Sunday, 1030, Adult Swim. All right, Adult Swim, August 22nd. Thank you very much, David. Hey, Geekscape is Brian Walton, Lake Bell. We have to do... We have to do a really quick interview. So, Lake Bell, how do you like being on Children's Hospital? I love it so much. It's so amazing. I feel like I'm at comedy camp. What's it like stealing the show and what happens in Vegas? Um, it's really easy because then you get to be on shows like Children's Hospital from Rob Cartier. What's it like being really attractive because you're funny, not because you're pretty? Um, I don't know. I have big boobs and they bounce a lot. Good answer. Thanks for being on Geekscape. Bye. Wow, Lake Bell was hot. Very attractive girl. Uh, yeah. Quick reminder uh, if you needed one. Yeah. Rewind it a bit if you want to see her again. Yeah, guys, do what James Harrigan does and just rewind it if you want to get excited again. It's obvious that the, that man is attracted to me. As he you know, comes out of puberty and finds himself as a man, he wants to watch Geekscape twice. It's understandable, yeah. James. A lot of you have that feeling. Man, Ken Marino was funny. Ken Marino is always funny, though. He, he was one of the funnier... I mean, you can say he's one of the funnier ones in the state. First, Everybody uh, on the state loved it. He was you know. my first interview at Comic-Con. How was that? Uh, he, just, very, he relaxed me. It was great, and then uh, and then as you saw him at David, he, he took him through the ringer, and uh-huh. then after that, it probably couldn't get any more uncomfortable for him. So it was like a good uh, first one because it just kind of yeah. breaks you in like mm-hmm. a mitt. Yeah, and then David Wayne just kind of I I don't know if you saw we, we saw it, it was awkward. We saw. Um, but uh, yeah. Awkward is what you do best with with uh, Geekscape uh, here, Walton. It's almost what we hired you for, uh, and that was a year ago. 
that yeah, we, that, a year that ago, you did your first day Geekscape assignment. I did. And you You're were, having two birthdays. Two birthdays. Yeah. A year ago, you went and saw that preview, the 3D yeah, preview the, the for for uh, Avatar. Avatar, the 15 minutes of. Uh, of delightful eye candy, oh, and you so wrote that up for our it. site, right? Yeah, I did. Should, should you have then not seen the full Avatar when they actually added the story? I kind of feel like um, I, I can walk around going, "I liked Avatar because I saw the 15-minute version." Right. <laughs> I didn't right. get to. No, it's. Um, I, I really do feel like it could have gone without seeing any writing any script because the 15 minutes I saw were great. And um. Then, and then I got a shit sandwich when it, I went to Okay, let's do a, a your own like State of the Union. A, a year in a Geekscape, right? Like, I don't even know anymore. This has been three and a half plus years. Like, I don't even know what Geekscape is anymore. How do you feel being part of the Geekscape team? You feel, feel great. Well, like, what about it, do you, it excites you still? I, because I, I've long since... The money. The mo- <laughs> the, I mean, the pay is good. The I health like insurance. The, I, I like uh, the women. Uh, I can't say no to the women that have been. So some scapists actually <laughs> yeah. can find love yeah. through the yeah. scape. Yeah. 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 But, find love. To, but rule the rule is it has to start on the internet. Here, not, here's the thing about you know Sarah. I like how I get pegged as Diva the Dog on the forums. Yeah, she met Chris through Geekscape. I know, and they're dating. She just had that back surgery and posted like photos of the back surgery at my urging on the website. Creepy. There's like this one slice on her back. Totally gonna open up and have an eyeball behind it. Totally. We wish you well. That's why I wanted to introduce it. We wish you well, Sarah. She joked. I joked about that on the forum. She thought it was funny. Uh, news. Um, well, but no, we're, we're still talking, talking about the girls. The, the girls of Geekscape. Okay, uh, yes. <laughs> no, um, I like the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved, um, love going to Comic-Con and, and um, Mort. Meeting, like, meeting Matt Kelly Matt from across the country. Um, and Because we were taught, we talked daily um, with trying to keep up with the news. And, right. Uh, we both do the Twitter and the Facebook, and it, we kind of have to coordinate. Like, I'll pick up his Slack when he needs to do something. He'll help me out when I you need to. You guys have been awesome. Gilmore, uh, can so. you teach Gilmore, who's been with us for a long time, how to actually do some of this stuff? Think about it. That's Gilmore over there on the left you side. Can drink. Um, but, no, it, it's great. Why uh, should they should join. They should join um, for free shit. Yeah. Like, uh, the Torchlight... Uh, PC game. The sequel to Torchlight is coming out pretty soon, but if you guys haven't played Torchlight on the PC, it's like a Gauntlet-esque RPG, RPG action, action RPG. RPG. We're giving one away, and uh, we're going to do it huge gauntlets gonna, on his. Hand. To figure out how you're going to win this, you got to join our, our. You got to follow us on Twitter. Yeah, follow us on Twitter and, and join Facebook, us on Facebook, and um, we will have the details on Monday of how you can win. This copy of Torchlight before the sequel comes out. So that, that contest is running this week. And for those of you who are like, I don't play PC games, um, play anyway. Tell us you don't play PC games, and we might find something else to might give you. Might find you something else, like uh, like one of your fingers. Um, that's how we do it here in Geekscape. Guys, news. X-Men First Class. I gotta tell you, this movie, even though it's Fox and like the X-Men franchise has kind of gone bad and all this mm-hmm. with the fans, uh, I'm excited by this. Brian Singer, who's one of the producers, said that it is set in the '60s. The movie so set in the '60s. That's a win. That's what that's, I wanted. That's, that's what I. That's okay. what I wanted them to do with the Fantastic Four. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's set in the '60s. The casting is all off. I mean, so far we're down with the casting. Nope. And then, well, here's the casting <laughs> thing that just happened. That's what I'm not. January down with. Jones from Mad Men is playing Emma Frost, and so, and I guess Alice Eve was. Rumored to be doing it, and the contract never happened. Now we've got well, the rumor Betty is Draper. That Fox likes Alice Eve better for Sue, Sto- uh, Sue Storm. 
Oh, that, so I like Alice Eve better for Sue Storm. Yeah, the, the rumor is Fox liked her so much for Sue Storm that they, since they're going to try to ramp up Fantastic Four really quickly soon, mm -hmm. that she might still be working on this. So they're like, we're going to pull her and we want her on this. None of that's official yet, but it's all kind of speculation, but that's what I've heard. I like that the most. Your so Who are your sources? Let's name them. The internet. All right. But um, I'm looking forward to this X-Men First Class. Uh, if you mention uh, Fantastic Four I around my wife, you. this is what she does. <laughs> she just goes into like that Jessica Alba pose, and that's Fantastic Four the movies for her. Well, this it's is hilarious. Fantastic Four the movies for me. This Fantastic Four the movies for me. <laughs> I'm Michael Chiklis on the thing. So sad. So sad. So I had to go see Therapist because I'm in the suit and it freaks me out. Guys, uh, girl with the dragon tattoo. A lot of we we did not finish talking about January Jones. We did not talk about the fact that I hate that casting. Why? I hate Why? January Jones. Okay, so she's okay playing a vapid, stupid. Oh wait, she is perfect casting for him. Trust me. <laughs> no, there, <laughs> there's a lot. I, I think I, I, watching Mad Men, there's a lot going on with Betty Draper. Well, watch her. If you saw her episode of SNL, she was horrible. Okay, well like, this is horrible what actress. She's, doing. she's playing. She's not going to be doing stupid little skits. Yeah, she's, she's not doing skits. She's, she's going to be like, I mean, the Hellfire Club's part of this. I like, Honestly, be... January Jones has built up this reputation, and I just, I don't think, I, I want her to go away after Mad Men. Unlearn what you've learned. What do you think? I like her. I think she's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is make it as awkward as possible. The, the girl with the dragon tattoo is this novel, I guess, that posthumously became fun, like, the, the, the author became popular with it. Right, like the guy was dead, and then the yeah, the yeah. and they've already made the movies. Have you like have in you read? Norway. Have you read these uh, girl? Read the first two. Evie's actually two read them. I haven't read them. And now here in the U.S., uh, they're redoing the movies. It should be Kristen Stewart. And you think it should be Kristen Stewart? It should be Kristen Stewart. Uh, wow. Here it is uh, Rooney Mara, who was the main character in Nightmare on Elm Street, the new one, who reminded me a whole lot oh, of, of, of Leah Dunn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's awesome? I didn't see that. Because I watched an episode of Geekscape, and I got told not to watch it. I take bullets. I take bullets. It was I, cool. I, That's one of those cases where um, people Geek. are like, didn't you see it? I'm like, no, Geekscape my buddy told me, told me not to. Uh, the only thing that got <laughs> me... good friends. The only, the yeah. only thing that got me through the Nightmare on Elm Street was that uh, I watched it with my brother Paul. And the whole time we were just fucking acting like assholes in the theater. And that was the free comic book day episode. Yeah, and you yeah guys we were just acting that, like jerks. So. And then he comes on the show and he acts like jerk. If you yeah. want to read the, uh, see the uh, the review of Nightmare on Elm Street, go back and uh, it's like episode. you episodes. want to see the internet. Yeah, if you want to see the internet. Mm -hmm. No, um, go back, watch the old episode. It's the same one with uh, Phoenix uh, Marie. So we have this new, uh, do you know that we have this new show, Gilmore, on the Geekscape website? This it's called Fandom, Fandom Planet. Planet. Do you know yeah. about this? Yeah, it's uh, our buddy Sax Carr and Sax Tim Carr, Powers. Tim Powers, who run uh, some comedy shows here. In, yeah, in... they do comedy shows at Meltdown Comics. They uh, used to do comics on Comics Radio, and uh, they've kind of moved over to Geekscape, and they're doing... Well, well uh... no, that, that's not accurate. They've moved oh, over not... to Fandom Planet. Okay, okay. I, uh, I, we do, Geekscape doesn't own Fandom Planet. I, the thing with Sax was that he was working a lot on Comics on Comics Radio, but at the end of the day, he's not one of the owners of Comics uh. on Comics. And he's like, "What should I do? Da 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 da. da. I want something." That, and I said, "Listen, you got to own it. You know what I mean? Like you have to be the guy who owns what you do. You, you he, can't invest that much in something that you don't." At it, the end it's of the funny day, you own. say that because I listened to the, to the episode. And he sounds cocky. So good job. 
I mean, no, Sax has always been cocky. No, he's he's his name is Sax Car. I mean, you've seen the man. He's a, he, he's a he's a he's a man of the ages. He, he's he, a, yeah, I mean, he's, he's also the man behind uh, the Allison Scaliotti for Cassie Hack mm-hmm. movement. Now we mm-hmm. all say that right. Yeah, we do. After well, how after, do you pronounce the name? Scaliotti. There's no the G. Episode? Yeah, there's no G. Yeah. When, well, what I like about this episode, this Phantom Planet thing, and it's on the website. <gasps> you can download. I know it. what you're gonna say. The, Robot Cowboys. Robot Cowboys. Yes. yes! Robot Cowboys. Yes. Very, very good. Shit. Yes, Robot Cowboys. That was great. great. All right. I love that. Listen, and I like Sax, and I like Tim, and those guys are hilarious. They, I think they're great. They should and just and give the, the show to Robot Cowboys. And the conversation Cowboy. that they have with Allison is awesome. But they have this 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 third co-host, this Robot Cowboy, and I have to meet this gent. I have to meet him. He is he is an inspiration to me mm. as a broadcaster, podcaster, and human being. And it he's just, a robot. You guys should be downloading this it fandom. It great. Uh, they've already shot, uh, recorded two more episodes that we're going to be putting out. This is just episode zero. We're going to do like an official, hey, we're out and about in the world. And mm. I know that they have one with uh, Scott Lobdo, who was like a writer on X-Men throughout the 90s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and he's he, a good guy. He's on the next uh, comics and comics uh, show, Scott Lobdo. Oh, yeah. he, as a comedian. Yes. He's oh, be, I gotta come yeah, see that a, as a comedian. Uh, th- if you're in LA this coming Friday, I, I'm I'm at a crossroads, my friends, on what to do with this coming Friday. Uh, we have uh, this Geekscape sponsored event with Comics on Comics at Meltdown, where we're uh, having writers from Lost genre, genre writing workshop. Yeah, it's a genre writing workshop. It's a whole panel of people who've written TV shows, and they're going to be talking about having written all these TV shows. Same night. People vs. George Lucas is playing at Kevin Smith's Mod Castle over on Santa Monica. Oh, man. So, I mean... Geekscape's that popular now. I don't know what else to do. I mean, we're starting starting to do two events in one night. It's not our event. But the thing is, I have to go to the Geekscape event, which is this writer panel. I've seen people vs. George Lucas. I might cruise over there afterwards and be like, hey, guys. But we... uh, the director. We should always... People vs. George Lucas gives us a mention in the credits, Geekscape. Oh, the second uh, my, my, my name comes up, it says underneath it. Yeah, I really, enjoy, I really enjoy that movie. It's fun. Did he do another cut, or is it the same cut we saw? I don't think that. I mean, that, they've been playing that thing around festivals. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun movie. Um, oh, yeah, we got to talk about and that. And then speaking of People vs. George Lucas, the Star Wars stuff, a lot of Star Wars news this week. The uh, Blu-ray thing? The Blu-ray thing got announced, and um, a lost scene from Return of the Jedi got cut back in. And they Did showed it. Cut back in? it. It's getting yeah. cut back into Return of the Jedi. And Darth Vader like calls out to Luke through Where is it? the ether of the space. And you can go on YouTube. They premiered it at Star Wars Celebration yeah. last it's weekend. The mo- it's before Luke shows up at Jabba's palace. Oh. And yeah. You see Luke actually building his oh, lightsaber. Wow. So it's yeah. like the right? beginning of. It's a new beginning. It's Luke yeah. building his lightsaber. It's the first time you it's, see Luke. It's, it's after Vader has gone to visit Palpatine, right? The yeah. opening of Jedi. And you see Luke building his lightsaber. And he's looking he, very Palpatine-esque. He's, mm. you, you don't see his face. Um, you guys can see it. Actually, I'm going to make sure tomorrow morning or tonight at some point to make sure that gets up on the news if it's still on the internet. Right. Um, but he is tweaking his lightsaber. And that actually kind of a cool scene for me because I'm a big Expanded Universe fan. Oof. And um, in one of my favorite scenes in the Expanded Universe is the Young Jedi Academy when they learn how to build the lightsabers. Yeah, I can't, I can't that, be doing uh, that. I just kind of... And um, Star Tours coming back. But you guys we, talked we, about we that talk last about week. The last, you did. Gilmore, listen to the episodes every now and then, all right? Be up to date, please. That's um, all we ask. So that's going on. Other Star Wars news happened, which is we did put on the site. Uh, the um, the fan film uh, finally that? got released. I can't remember the name of it. Um, 
Is that old site? Is that old shit? No, this is this is newer shit. Right, let me check the front page right here. You like how we do this here on Geeks? <laughs> um, no, let me check this front page. It, I don't. I've I've got no, no news from this. This one, the Star Wars Uncuts. That's it. Path of the Dark Room. I don't know what that is. That's it. Star Wars Uncut is a giant fan film where oh. they kind of gave out assignments across the internet. Anybody who wanted this. to refilm a portion of Star Wars, they called dibs, and they came back with some of the most. Creative. Energetic, yeah. creative, and fun clips, and it's now a full movie. It's um, well, they've made the de- they've made the movie several times over because so many people redid scene- the same scenes. Yeah, uh, supposedly on the DVD, you can do like a mix where you press play, and you don't know what version you're gonna see. Yeah, they oh, just kind like of shuffle. It's like a shuffle. So every you know, you're seeing the whole movie, but it's yeah. all it, it'll be different every time. And they show clips of it in um, the People versus George Lucas, and that's it's Pretty a lot impressive. of fun. Support it's your uh, creative. Fan, but uh, in this new Star Wars scene, actually, it's supposedly that's not Mark Hamill. He had nothing to do with it. Oh, really? It's just like his hand or something? Yeah, it's just like a, a double or an extra. Like, you you like never that. see his face. Yeah, it's weird. There's Did a, they shoot it at the time? Yeah. I don't know. All I saw was a video of Mark Hamill being interviewed at Comic-Con about it, and he's like, nope. Never heard anything about it. Yeah, I never shot that. I would remember shooting that. It's like that. George Lucas kind of saying, "Hey, we shot episode one before all these. I don't know what they're talking about." <laughs> I'm not <laughs> watching that. It's too hard. Uh, <laughs> not is, not to go off on a whole whole Star Wars it. thing. Um, the other creator of Star Wars, the producer. Um, oh, um, oh, right, right. Uh, I Levin? don't remember his is name, it Levin? but I know what you're talking about. Um, What's he. Before Star Wars Celebration, this is the 30th anniversary of Empire, which is right. my favorite Star Wars film. And uh, they had him at Celebration, and it's always kind of been a, a thing. Gary Kurtz is what you're talking to, about. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's always been a thing of not really uh, mentioning him. Like, Lucasfilm has kind of, like, not wanted to bring him up. But Gary Kurtz, he split after Empire, and you can kind of see the way, what he contributed. Yeah, and he finally came out, um, and he said, eh, they started doing it for toys. Yeah. And that's why I Gary left. Gary Kurtz did not sound happy. He he wanted it to go in a different way with Jedi. Uh, and that the, I think the LA Times did a story on him. Yeah, yeah and that, that's great. Right. Like, uh, Han Solo was supposed to die. Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, from a second Death Star and, or some shit. Yeah. And, he, actually, and, he didn't want a second Death Star. He's like, that's too much like the first movie. Like, let's not do a second Death Star. Gary Kurtz sounded like the common sense. Yeah, he sounded like one of us. I love. I mean, for a long time, I guess he's been a, <laughs> like, a huge fan favorite. Yeah. So, um, I personally would like to see Gary Kurtz do a, a new sci-fi uh, film. And <laughs> well, he, we'll, we'll he's see what working happens. in England in different projects. Uh, and it could okay. be sci-fi. Here we go. Uh, TMNT is also getting the reboot from Platinum Dunes. They've hired writers for that. Unnecessary because I thought the reboot they got several years ago with the not a reboot. The well, the no, it was a continuation. That Imagi Studios put out is not a reboot. It was great. No, it had Shadow, oh, yes, Super it Shredder, and the Time Device. From yes, it was. Number three. I mean, it had middle of the road. I mean, I, 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 would, I would be excited for another, uh, why not, you know? Yeah. Well, I got that from uh, Eric A.D.'s Weekend Geek. That yeah, which is great. Every good, Friday morning. Every Friday morning, you got the Weekend Geek. It's like a wrap-up. And uh, Tim Burton reteaming with uh, the uh, writers of Ed Wood um, to do an original project instead of a remake of something. Uh, or an adaptation of something. Yeah. You know what? Like, no. No, I, I jumped off that fucking ride a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, but some uh, of the Geekscapers might not. Uh, well, some of the Geekscapers also want to hit me with a bus. After last week's <laughs> episode where I said the only thing that'll possibly... Geekscapes will survive me mm-hmm. getting hit by a bus. 
these assholes want to throw the litmus test out and actually hit me with a bus. They've picked some really creative buses. Yeah, I'm sitting buses. here looking at the website. They've got a Totoro bus, the Totoro cat bus. They've got a Sphinx bus. Our buddy Reptar was like, fuck that jet bus from Japan. Of course, Big Yanks puts the rainbow big gay bus. Uh, that was Mule- a great bus. Yeah, it was a good bus. Mule D has this pimped up short bus. Makes that sense. That was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. We got Satori with his cardboard dude in a bus outfit, which... It's probably what hit him on the bike. Uh, and then... Uh, I'm surprised nobody put got... Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. No, 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 uh, no, no. Somebody did. Look, check this out. Page two. Montclair. Oh, there's a page two. Page two. Click around, you will yeah, find Yeah, things. there is a Queen of the Desert one. As soon as it's low, there's a Queen of the Desert one in here. And then oh, the my, magic my favorite, the bus. Magic School Bus. I will learn to read as I die. Uh, I like that one a whole lot. You guys are creative. I don't see Priscilla. It's loading, friend. Look, look, it's loading. You got to chill out a little bit, all right? All right? Oh, wait, the, <laughs> the bus. The bus. Who plays the, the Steelers. And then there's, there's, there's Priscilla, Priscilla. Queen of the Desert. You like that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, right. so that is that is fun. Gilmore, I'm sorry. We're not here for your entertainment. Are we Are uh, we boring you, Gilmore? Gilmore, are we boring you? Is there someplace you need I to be? 40, so yeah, you need it. Okay. No, I'm still right. doing what I've been doing for 152 episodes. Yeah, do you remember that last episode you guys really enjoyed last week with Flitz? Gilmore wasn't here. Uh, so, spe- let's get yeah, into what comic got, what books. Got, what do you got? Um, cool image got uploaded to the site that, I don't know. Heidi Hilliker put it on Yeah, a uh, little White Lantern Batman action? Yeah. I'm, I'm down with it. David Finch did this really cool painting of a, a White Lantern yeah, but what, Batman. But Batman's coming back to I'm life. So and understands that he's. A, I mean, it makes sense that he's a White Lantern. But he never really died. Although he... Superman did have his body. I'm well, we'll find out. It's, he died we'll twice. Out. He died in the Grant Morrison run. He died in, in Infinite Crisis, like or I'm gonna Final use Crisis. Sixty dollars. Which gonna one buy was a bunch it? Of comics and with thirty percent off. That's like a hundred dollars worth of comics. I'm gonna go buy them. I'll tell you guys all about comics next week. Yeah. All right. It, between teaching, between this and that, putting money together, I, I'm gonna go to the web. I'm gonna go buy my comic books. So sorry, we aren't talking too much comic books. But that White Lantern Batman looked pretty. Badass. Have you been reading any comics? No. Uh, I've been catching up on Hackslash because of the whole Allison Scaliotti thing. I'm like, if I'm gonna say I want this person to play this person, I want to know How more about this person. Uh, if you haven't read Hackslash, you're missing out on probably the coolest horror comic. We had the, uh, I've read in a long time. We had Tim Seeley signing at our booth at Comic Con, mm-hmm. and he was a super nice guy. Yeah. And the book is what it's like an 80s horror jason type guy yeah and uh that's vlad and yeah. then you've got uh cassie hack whose parents were killed by mm-hmm. serial killers and she has decided to take back the night so to speak and she just tracks down killers and murders them with this jason Voorhees type with dude. this uh with with vlad all right be, be honest allison scagliotti right for the role yeah yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, 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 what I've learned about Alison like Scaliotti, I like her a lot. Fandom Planet. I mean, I have great. not seen her do anything that's as hard. I don't know if she's got in it to play such a hard badass. Right. It's not that Cause difficult, I, though. She, did you see it, that? It's make believe. Yeah. No, but did you see that uh, Masters of Horror? Uh, I think the one that... Masters the, of Horror? Uh, Masters of Horror, that series? Yeah. Yeah, like the one that uh, the guy who directed Bubba Hotep did. Yeah. I mean, Masters of Horror. And uh, yeah, cool. so... Uh, anyway, so... Uh, the, that one played this really sweet character actress that you see in all these random things. Carrie Russell. Uh, and was no, that was not her. 
fuck with you. That was not her fault. <laughs> yeah. Um, is this is this chick that you know from like Dr. Pepper commercials, but she did a really great job. As like a killer? Being, yeah, as like as she became this weird. It became a revenge story after a while. It was brutal. Okay. It was fantastic. So I think someone. Like, I think she actually could pull it off. He, here's the. I, I like Stewart? Alison Scaliotti, but as I'm reading it, the person that I'm thinking of okay. is um, I never remember her name, but she was. The final season of the OC, she became the girlfriend after what's her name died, and then um, she's on Entourage right now. She plays the Sasha age- Gray. Ooh. What'd you say? No, um, <laughs> <laughs> she plays the uh, the agent girl, and she was oh, also in Carla uh, Cugino. I love Carla. I would Cugino. love it. I, if if I just want to see if Cassie Hack was really. older. I saw a good movie with uh, Carla Cugino uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh no, uh, uh, Ari's rival agent. Uh, well, yeah, not the, the older the one. Girl that that said, the girl yeah, that left. The girl that left. Just left his agency. Yeah, yeah. I, n- I never remember names. Sorry, yeah, she, so, but so, she would be yeah. great. Actually, yeah. you know what, Walton, that is spot on. Sorry, bros, but I don't watch that show. Enjoy well, she also was in the the first Lost Boys straight to DVD sequel. Oh, I saw that. She was his sister. Yeah. Oh, I'm down. Yeah. Not that we're trying to undercut Sax. We love we no, love we what you're doing, Sax. Uh, um, if you guys get Allison Scaliotti cast and that wonderful content awesome. that lives on our website. Well, I, I think what they're gonna do uh, here here's Sax, if you don't mind. I'm gonna publicly give you a bit of a of a, of help here. Um, I think I think the movement right now should just try and get the fucking movie greenlit. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like you're like, trying to get a movie cast that hasn't been greenlit. Yeah. Like, yeah. I but mean, I mean, the car before the horse. Rogue, yeah, Rogue, he's, he's kind of campaigning for the king of America. Yeah, it's like that. Does, that position doesn't exist. Well, Rogue, yeah. like <laughs> that like, job isn't doesn't need to be filled yet. Rogue Pictures does have the rights to just Rogue Pictures and is I, I having problems. I mean, they're not. That, it's like, Rogue Pictures is is ever since you, Universal you, dropped it, they're having problems. You don't so. think that um, Drive Angry is going to solve all their problems? With I, I think Drive Angry is the Ghost Rider movie we all wanted to see. <laughs> Uh, Good fucking call on that one. Yeah. Uh, so guys, um, I will not be hit by a bus. Did you did you play rock band? You play those rock band? Uh, I'm a guitar hero guy, but I kind of have a life, so I do other things. Besides this rock band three play. though is the worst, first time I've gotten. Is it rock band three D? No, well, it's the first time I've gotten excited about the game. You guys saw us excited about it from E3, where you play the actual guitar, play the actual key, keyboard, and it teaches you how to do it. It's what we wanted these rock band games to. That's what you want out of rock band is I a, a learn music tutor. Yes, yes. Just no, go to Guitar don't. Center, pay no, a guy. No, 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 it's different. As, as gamers, we're wired in a different way. You know what I mean? We, yeah, you need to teach us our progression. With experience. Our, I know how to play video games. I don't know how to sit there and listen to some guy who can't actually be in a band. Or make a living <laughs> as a musician. I can't. I, I can only do the game. Gilmore's right there. I, but it, it, it took me. You know, it, it took me a video game at the YMCA to get me to work out. Like, <laughs> like, like, like. Is your Wii Fit what got you to finally well, care that, about that, your body? But, but at, like, at, oh at, god! I've said this on the show. At the YMCA, there was this thing that logged your hours and acted like the trainer on the Wii Fit, <laughs> and that was what got me back into working out. This Rock Band Three is just for me. I mean, this is how I'm going to learn to play the guitar one day and rule the world through my music. But it has. Okay. okay. It has. I mean, they 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 supposedly. Here's the thing. Rock band. Here, this is the set list for rock band. Amy Winehouse, Rehab, B52s, Rock Lobster, Blondie, Heart of Glass. Yeah, really rocking their (laughs) rock band. Good job. That actually sounds good. Yeah. People. Yeah. But no. But you know, in in its defense, it's golden earring with radar love. You want to fucking rock that's more that like, game. That's, that's a more rock like and game. Easy you know? listening band. Joan okay. Jet, I love rock and roll. No, listen. 
don't you fucking diss my AM radio. All right? <laughs> don't you diss that. All right? Because that's one of my, one of my favorite genres. Huey Lewis in the news. The power of love. I love that song. But come on. Rockin'. I'm rocking. Uh, Sorry you don't want to sing some of your favorite songs. Can we cut his mic? Hey, who listen to news is re- like revered shit in this No, album. I love them, but I just... Here. Like, like... Uh, I'll play... I, I will buy Huey Lewis Rock... you some 41. Wait, what, what... Like, what's the playability of Space Oddity? Get the fuck out of here. Come on, what's the I, difficulty well, level listen, of Space listen, Oddity listen. on Rock Walton? Man. I don't think you understand the game. Please. All right? All right? Are you, are you happy now? It's got a Phoenix song. Or Marilyn Manson, the beautiful people. You can play that. I mean, it's got Joan Jett. I love. Rock. I mean, oh, come on. These, <laughs> okay. This is what, a, what you know get... what this is? It's got a T Rex song on here. This is a balanced set list. All right. Sorry, they don't all conform to your standard yeah, of rock music. Yeah, sorry, these family games. Yeah, aren't it's all like, like pop punk from the late nineties. Yeah, it's I got a Muffs song on here. The Muffs <laughs> is one of my favorite female bands, like female fronted bands. I like the Muffs. They're on here. This will this will be fun. Well, you got to relax. It, no, here's the thing. You, you need to take a time out. <laughs> It's like they combined all the songs they wanted. It's like we turned you off. Sorry. It's like all the songs they wanted for Rock Band combined with the Glee soundtrack. You you are the Glee soundtrack, Steve. Yeah, you love Glee. Well, I love Glee as Glee. Glee. Yeah, but come on now. Come I'll on play now. Glee Rock Band. I you mean, need to relax. That's, I can relax. What what game is going to have? Worked up listen, here. this you. game has Steve Miller Band and Paramore on the same soundtrack. You can play Paramore. I'll play Steve Miller Band. All right. You know what's funny? I don't Night Ranger. No, you is know that what they got to do. Christian? Yeah, it's Sister Christian. What they got to do is just never mind. No, no, it's got it's got to be. It's got Sister Christian. It's got to be all. I, I went out and I bought this uh, Night Ranger hits. That's the kind of shit I buy. Like a, I you know, this was like a huge box set. Yeah. Like, why are you Secret of My Success. Secret of My Success is a great song. You can still Secret rock. Of my you can still rock in America. Great fucking song. Like they should just do Night Ranger rock band. All right. Don't waste your time on Green Day, even though I like the Green Day. Just do fucking Night Ranger. Just do fucking. Just do bread, just do shit like that. And you'll you'll have me. All right, Chicago. They got one Chicago song. You're on You're making here. my argument for me. You shut your mouth. <laughs> You're showing your age of 29. All right. You're only listening to shit that's like, come on, man. What, what what's wrong? I'm agreeing to you? with you. Okay. Oh, I'm saying oh, oh, I want Night Ranger. Ranger. I want, oh yeah, yeah. Like, that's the game yeah. I want. <laughs> okay. You were scaring like, you were scaring me here. Being no. Like, like I like the game you're describing. That's the rock band I want. Well, listen. I want the characters. To, I want it to be a dirty bar. I want it to be rock band dive if bar. You're a, if you're a dirty stoner, there's a fish song on here. <laughs> Maybe you can like plug your dat recorder in and record a different jam version of it, uh, and then sell Is it. There to your, then they go out to Red Rocks and sell it to your friends. Uh, I can imagine somebody trying to play the Cure song, getting halfway through. Losing and then going and just killing himself. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got it. I got oh. Yeah, listen. You don't make fun of the cure. I'm not making fun when, of the cure. When, I'm making when, fun when of people listening to the cure. Listening. <laughs> uh, I, I think we can be happy with this Rock Band right. 3. Uh, if you're into music games. There's always fucking DLC. I'm not, I'm not into oh, music games. Yeah, you're going to download though. all That's the, the DLC. Thing. Yeah, DLC. All they come shit. out with whole albums of the shit you Oh, have. great. So they can have more of my money even though I paid a huge sum for the game. Yeah. Um, I, it's a new paradigm. Capitalism. Capitalism. Yeah. Get with it or get I'm, I'm not a big fan of DLC. You're not uh, a big I'm, fan of America then. Wow, it's like you're channeling a guy I know. You're not. I mean, you're not a fan of America if you don't believe in DLC. That's capitalism at its best. It's like sell and then keep on. Selling, I am hoping baby. for some Xbox Live gift cards for my birthday. Guys, so. guys, listen, Geekscapist. I know you can't show up to to Walton's birthday, but Walton, Walton, damn it, has given you a year of his life. All right. His 28th year was spent in your service. Now, going into his 29th, okay? He turned 29 today. 
show your gratitude and give this kid like send him a used send him send him some x some send him some xbla all right and i did not use the fleshlight i gave you for your birthday that was primed oh dude that was that was that was clean thank you man all right but listen you get him an xbox live gift card each each and every one of you no get him a ps3 get him the ps please get him something no you know what he needs a car does he need a, a car? Look, he needs a car. No, listen. No, I have you a need car. a car. Shut oh, up about yeah, the car. God, yeah. Listen, I have a car. I have an Xbox Live. Xbox Live gift cards. Give him. Give him a parking spot thing. Yeah, it's a parking spot thing. I don't drive it. I finally have a good parking sp- space in front of my apartment, and I don't want to give it up. So that's why I take nah, the bus. Got it. Yeah, it's Xbox Live. <laughs> get him the cards. All right, get him the cards, and he'll play with you. Like he'll get online and he'll play with you, right? I, yeah, it uh, depends on the game, though. I'm not, you hate social games. I hate games where a 12-year-old is going to beat me and then make me feel like a so shit. So you hate like, social games? You hate Halo. I, I hate multiplayer. As, as a perfect example, let, let's Halo. talk about this. Call of Duty. Call of Duty, but listen, let's talk Halo. At Comic-Con, Jake108 talked to the guys from Rooster Teeth who do Red vs. Blue. Mm-hmm. That's like the I biggest machinima series. These guys, it's so funny. It's, it's such a good series. Wait, what? Like, that's it, where I got. That's yeah. I started saying that because of that. Show. Red versus blue is awesome. Uh, and Jake, who is our Halo expert, you guys know him. He writes that teabag prevention stuff. I read that teabag prevention whenever Gilmore's like lazy and doesn't edit it. I read it. It's like Chinese to me. I it's don't, over I don't know my what head too. It's over my I head. Don't play it every Either week. you play Halo or you don't. Gilmore pretends to play Halo, but then people just run around sticking grenades on his back. Uh, what you got to do is is Jake one away. He talked to the, the the geniuses behind this really hilarious Machinima series. You guys recorded this at Comic Con. We're gonna show that, and then we're gonna come right back. All right. Here's Jake 108 with the guys from Rooster Teeth talking Red versus Blue. Okay, here's Jake here. I'm here with uh, Gus and Jeff. Hey, how's it hey, going? How's it going, Jake? Uh, I don't know about you guys. I, I went to the Reach panel yesterday, and uh, we saw Beyond the Canyon and uh, Forge 2.0. I want to know uh, how are you gonna or- incorporate all the tools that are in Forge to into Red versus Blue. Gus, go ahead and answer that one. Okay. Um, you know, it's, it's awesome, like, the stuff that uh, they're doing now and the way they've simplified making uh, maps and even making game types. It's really going to open up, uh, you know, a lot of new avenues. I think until we spend a lot of time with it, it'll be hard to say exactly how uh, we will use it. Yeah, it's kind of overwhelming. We, uh, we got to go up to Bungie a, maybe a month ago to make the, uh, the 7-7 video for them, the Bungie Day video, where we revealed Blood Gulch. And kind of between shots, I tried to fill up Blood Gulch with... Uh, I tried to spend the budget in Forge, and I couldn't do it. Like, I just kept piling stuff on. And eventually, I was like, all right, got to quit. This is too much. <laughs> but, uh, so I don't know. It's, so, it's kind of overwhelming how much stuff is in there and, like, the possibilities. Like, I, just for the hell of it, I created, like a Mirror's Edge platform game inside Blood Gulch, and I spent like an hour playing that because it was so much fun. So I don't know. It's going to be it's gonna be insane. So with all the new tools, you expect to add it into the storyline, armor abilities, uh, jetpack, unlimited armor abilities? Um, we'll see. I think, you know, in the, uh, the Deja Vu, in the Bungie Day video, we already uh, like hinted at that a little bit. I think S- Simmons had the hologram, the hollow yeah. Simmons. And, and he had an armor variation as yeah. well. Yeah, but I'm sure once, once the game's out, once we have more time with it, we'll, uh, we'll really refine you know, what we can do with it. I know you guys do red versus blue, but what do you ever think about going back to any other things like panics and uh, you know one eight hundred magic? Yeah, we we have a ton of stuff that we've done in the past. Uh, Right now, you know, we're such a small team that we have to focus on you know the things that we work on. And right now, our big focus is red versus blue, and you know our live action shorts and our podcast. But uh, you know, we'd love to revisit you know old properties maybe, or even look at new stuff. You never know. Uh, As far as the animated series of Red versus Blue, how's that going? 
This one's a Jeff question. <laughs> the animated series we did, uh, it was like a four-minute test piece that we made. And uh, it, it was an interesting learning experience. It took us about six months to make it. And it was pretty cool, and I think we all liked it. Yeah. But what we like more is, uh, I don't know if you've seen, but for this season of Red vs. Blue, we hired this guy, Monty Um, who people know from Dead Fantasy and Hayloid, and he, he does a lot of great CGI work. And we, we've kind of created a, like a meld of machinima and CGI. And I think that we like, we've incorporated a lot of the ideas from the animated piece into Red vs. Blue through that. And I think that we like that process a little bit more because it's more hands-on. If we were going to do more animated, and someday we might, but it would literally require us to like write a script and ship it off to Korea, and a bunch of Korean animators would make it, and we would just kind of be sitting around going, I hope mm -hmm. it comes out okay. And uh, we're, we're far more hands-on than that, and we like being able to make everything in our office right now. So I think that the focus for Red vs. Blue, in the, at least in the near future, will continue to be more CGI mixed with machinima and that kind of thing. Totally. Yeah. And I hear you coming out with a Seasons 1 and 2 remastered. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, we're actually coming out with seasons one through five remastered. We did. Uh, we went back and ref actually we refilmed seasons one through four because season five was already shot in HD. We shot one through four in HD and uh, remastered it so that it actually fills a 16 by nine aspect ratio and uh, is no longer like pillar boxed and letter boxed. So instead of just having a tiny bit of funny, you have like a huge TV of funny now. A <laughs> huge TV of funny. That's yeah. good. It took like three years. It did. It took four years to make it the first time and three to make it the second time. Not as much fun the second time either. But uh, you can actually you can buy that box set at Best Buy right now. Mm -hmm. So, uh, what about your plans for season six? Um. Well, we don't really title our seasons anymore. Uh, after season five, we discovered that it was kind of hard to bring in new, uh, I guess like new watchers because they would they would look at an episode of Reverse Blue and they'd go, oh, what's this? Reverse is Blue thing. This looks cool. Episode ninety four. I'm not gonna watch ninety three episodes to catch right. up. So we we uh, we make like in like individual movies a year now. And so the latest one is gonna be called Revelation, and that'll be coming out September fourteenth. Uh, I think episode thirteen is on the website right now. Mm -hmm. It'll come out uh, September fourteenth, the same day as Halo Reach. Yeah. Um, did you guys see the Reach bundle kit with the new Xbox? Are you guys gonna pick that up? I saw it. Did you? Have you seen it? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, definitely. He, he already has a new Xbox, so he probably won't. But I'll definitely pick one up. I'm definitely buying it. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> looks awesome. So that was Jake 108. I got to tell you guys, if you like the stuff that Machinima makes, you may want to be checking out Machinima this coming Sunday. If you like the stuff Rooster Teeth makes. If you like Machinima. It, it, no, if you like the stuff Rooster Teeth made, I can't help you. They're, well, they're the awesome. thing is that uh, go, go out and get uh, any, actually, all, I think, the first five seasons uh, Red vs. Blue are now coming out on DVD. Mm. They've uh, always been so, out on DVD. So I mean, they've been um, putting that stuff out on DVD. They actually have a deal with Microsoft. Right, but they're put, they're put, they're putting. This is what they're hacking. This mm -hmm. is what they're hawking right now. Um, but the best part of this interview was uh, that Jake had two like seven foot tall Spartans on either side of him, and in case you no didn't one see ever them, men no, nobody even mentioned it. Right, <laughs> right. No, nobody mentioned the fact that he got a boner in interview. <laughs> Is that what you're referring to? No, nobody mentioned the fact that Gilmore's behind the camera, like, Dleh. Gilmore's Dleh. behind the camera being like, no, then I, I can play, I can play. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, guys, I know I can't play. Uh, I, I mentioned Machinima, though, because we have a new series that we're doing for Machinima here at Geekscape. Is this uh, NPCs? It's NPCs. This is a, a series that, I, uh, that we have started. Um, you guys will see the first episode this Sunday. With our, my buddy Tim Jennings and I yeah, in it. And those Geekscapists that were Some involved. of you Geekscapists were in this. But yeah. you're not going to see it here on Geekscape. You're going to see it on Machinima's channel embedded on Geekscape. Yes. Right? And uh, you might see more episodes if you like this one. Go to YouTube. Hit it up. Tell your friends about NPCs. And it's basically Geekscape narrative. 
you're going to see Gilmore in there. You might see Walton in there. You're probably going to see Walton. You're already you're seeing, seeing Walton. You're going to see Walton in this episode. You're going to see Rate it. Rate it. Rate it. Like it. Do all that stuff you do on YouTube. Subscribe to it. And the whole thing is, I'm Jonathan playing Jonathan, who runs Geekscape. And I have all these problems that end up occurring, but they're small problems. They're geek problems. And my buddy, uh, Tim Jennings, is part of it. And then uh, we're going to shoot a new episode with Steve Berg, who you guys have had here on Geekscape. And so it's a little bit of the three of us, but every now and then you're going to see Bibiani, you're going to see Ben Dunn, you're going to see Brian Gilmore. You're going to see the Geekscape universe in this narrative series having weird problems dealing with video games and comics and movies. I love Steve Berg. Steve Berg is a, is a peach. and uh, You know who I like? Yeah. Peter Berg. I like Peter Berg too. Sure. But Steve Berg is someone we know, and he's, and he's excited about being a part of this. So NPCs, it's announced right here. Look for it, and uh, in this episode we have uh, <laughs> no, I, Geekscape's NPC. first... Geekscape's for anyone who's not watching this and doesn't know the reference, If NPCs. you don't know what an NPC is, it's when you play a video game and you can't play as that character, and like a role-playing game, it's the people who give so, you your jobs. NPCs. So we're non-playable characters. We are non-playable, non-playable characters. We are the non-playable characters. You know what? You wouldn't want to play as us. We are the inconsequential... <laughs> I mean, that, that's the, what the name came from. It's like the like most, cha- we're the most inconsequential parts of the video game. If you saw our faces in the choosing screen of a fighting game, no you wouldn't choose No way us. are you playing with I us. I don't know. I could pass as Blanca. Right? Maybe. <laughs> you could... Yeah, I mean, you could pass maybe as Blanca, but, yeah. but, but no. I'm like the most generic guy. You know, it's like... You're not going to play as us. You're like an early Ryu. Yeah, I'm like an early wimpy Actually, Ryu. Actually, I'd say more like Dulzine. More like dolls. Oh, that's yoga flame. Uh, but the deal is, uh, if Bibiani you guys like this episode, Zangief. support it. If you guys like this, oh, that's Bibiani Bibiani is Zangief. Zangief. Yeah. Zangief. Zangief. or Hagar. It's because, his, it's because of his hairy chest. Right. Uh, and you're Chun Li, so good job. Oh, oh Gilmore is Chun Li. <laughs> that's awesome. You are Chun Li. Uh, if you like it, support it. Share NPCs with your friends. Uh, we're gonna make more episodes, so mm-hmm. have fun. Everybody I'm in Machinima is excited about it because it's actually and live action. Like and, it. You know? And we also got to know the Machinima guys at Comic-Con, uh, which was kind of a blast because they... Well, the, the We've had Kale on the show. Yeah, and the interviews that we... Um, uh, uh, the Children's Hospital interviews, they were right next to us mm-hmm. and we were goofing off and having a good time. And then uh, Ben Dunn uh, actually of interviewed, um, because we didn't get some Adult Swim interviews... Oh yeah, we got fucked out of some... Uh, we interviewed people that interviewed them, so we interviewed the Machinima guys. I'll yeah. let them share that when Ben Dunn's on the show next, um, but that's a fun interview. We will have Ben Dunn on the show, but I've seen the interviews and there's really no point in airing. <laughs> I thought it was funny and clever. I was Ben laughing. Dunn is funny and clever. All right, but I've seen those interview footage, and you guys are wasting space with it. Well, we'll at least put it on YouTube. Oh, at some point, we'll put it on YouTube. Maybe well, not some put point, it on the show. You're we'll making work YouTube. for me. You're like, at some point, no, Jonathan, you edit I'm it making and put work it on YouTube. For Matt Kelly. Kelly. Send him the raw video and say, put this on YouTube. No. Guys, an interview we will run is a presentation, is introducing our guest for next week, right? What's his name, Garrett? This kid Garrett, what's his last name? Garrett Folly. Garrett Folly? All right. He's a funny guy with the last name Folly. He better be funny, because... You know, it's a funny... Garrett Folly. All right. <laughs> Garrett Folly is a big fan of uh, Kids in the Hall. And his thing was he wanted to interview original Kids in the Hall member, like Scott Thompson. Yeah. Or Scott... Uh, yeah, I remember that. And so, and so we were like, okay. Gilmore hooked him up. He yeah, interviewed I came Scott by the Thompson. Booth, never he came by the booth. Like... He came by the booth. Had no <laughs> idea who we were. Claimed to be a geek, big Geekscape fan. Hey, <laughs> I, again, if I get hit by a bus, Geekscape will live on. Because there are people who are big Geekscape <laughs> he, fans. He I've never me. even heard of me. <laughs> he says... He goes, I'm going to be helping Brian Gilmore with the interview. We get the interview footage back. 
He's interviewing. He's interviewing. Him. He's doing the interview. Some guy you've never fucking seen before, but we'll see next week, is doing the interview. I was like, who the fuck is this strange guy? It even perturbed me that our own Geekscape is right here. Our birthday boy himself didn't do the interview. It, it was okay. I mean, yeah, everyone was tired and bitchy by the end of the yeah, week. Yeah, so. it was he on was Sunday. And bushy-tailed. And okay. it, it was on Sunday, and I, I had to interview a right lot of people. So guys, as I leave you for the week, to whatever the hell sick stuff you guys do until you see Geekscape <laughs> next week, as I leave you, I want to say thank you to Brian Walton. Yay, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Send me your Xbox Live cards, please. Yeah. I'm being you, serious. You probably won't see me on the show again until we get closer to ZombieCon. Yep, um, ZombieCon will do actually, that. Actually, you'll see me from, from ZombieCon. Join our Geekscape Twitter at twitter.com slash geekscape.net spelled out. And also join us at facebook.com slash geekscape.net spelled out. Uh, if you want to win Torchlight before Torchlight 2 comes out, I'll mail you this PC copy and a bunch of extra little goodies. Those of you guys who have been getting your Geekscape t-shirts have been posting some pictures of your packages. I throw a bunch of little goodies in there. You guys should enjoy it. Yeah, Wookie. We got Wookie through his heart surgery. Yeah. Wookie had heart surgery and we got him through. He he came home and he's like, oh, my reason for live, the Geekscape package with the t-shirt is coming. My reason for live. If you Wookie won, couldn't get that t-shirt um, fast enough because now he has this horrid metallo scar on his chest and he can cover it with his Geekscape shirt. And now right? he looks like Brian Austin Green. Yeah, so guys, you want <laughs> metallo. this. Metallo. You want this Geekscape.net t-shirt. The only place to get it is the Geekscape website. So go to Geekscape.net, order t-shirts, 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 tell your friends about it. You can find us on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitter. And if you win one of the shirts we're giving away or something we give away, get a picture of, of you in it, sporting it. Have Send fun. It to us. Be playing Torchlight. And uh, so, yeah, we, uh, we'll we see you around, and um, I'll let you finish it because it's awkward. We'll see you guys next week. And yeah. here is our friend Garrett Folly, who you'll see next week, interviewing Scott Thompson from the Kids in the Hall. All right? Hi there, I'm Garrett Frawley with Geekscape. I'm sitting here talking with the legendary Scott Thompson, creator and writer of the forthcoming Danny Husk, The Hollow Planet comic. Scott, yeah. once I heard about this comic, which was rather recently, I, it felt like, like such an obvious, such an obvious uh, marriage to bring that character to the comic book world. Yes, I agree. Why did it take so long? <laughs> Why did it take... You know, I had a few detours along the way. Uh, uh, my career crashed. And I had to put myself back together again. That's probably what took so long. You know, I'll tell you the truth. Um, I started working on this story ten years ago, and um, when I was sort of at the when my career was going very very well, and I thought that it would continue to unravel that way. So I was naive, and I. Uh, but I was, uh, I was, tra I, I thought I was trapped in the stereotype because everyone, because I was openly gay, everyone thought, oh, all he wants to do is play gay characters, and so all I ever got was gay characters. Actually, still, which is incredibly boring because gay characters are generally, they all have to be positive. They have to have a, be a positive role models, which, as we all know, is death for comedy. And and I, so I decided ten years ago I went, well, you know, when I thought, well, maybe if I, how am I going to get out of this trap? Who do I play that is the least gay character? That, and I went, well, obviously, Danny. And I thought, well, wow, then I'll write something for him. And then I, because he's an everyman. He's a thing that everybody can relate to because he's, he's not the smartest guy. He's not the most gifted, not the best looking, nothing. But he's the most determined. And he rolls with the punches. And that's, his, that's, his, that's the secret to him. And then I thought to myself, what genre, what do I love more than comedy? I mean, and that is uh, fantasy. So I went, 
what is missing in fantasy that I love? Well, comedy. I mean, really, there is not there are there is nothing really f- funny out there. You see, the Discworld books are funny, but I don't really think they're that funny. But you know, so I thought, what else is missing from fantasy? Sex, like real sex that I'm interested in. I don't just mean gay sex. I just mean real sex. I mean not not all giant nomadic boobs and a three inch waist and a you know a warrior babe. Although I do have those girls in in here in the here. So I thought I'm gonna t- put them all together. I'm gonna take my. I'm gonna take Danny, put him into a fantasy context, make it funny, not campy, but funny, and make it sexy. And so I started to work on the Hollow Planet, and I wrote it originally as a screenplay, thinking that yeah, Hollywood's gonna make a 200 million dollar picture starring an obscure cult comedian from Canada. Yeah, that's gonna happen. And I, I did not, re- and I peddled the, the the screenplay for years to every studio that would have me, and everybody loved it, and they were like, "Wow, this is so original. We've never read anything like this before." Translation: We will never make your stupid picture. Get out of our office right now and send in Will Ferrell. So, um, so after years of, of heartbreak. And then as my career started to kind of slowly tumble and the stereotyping got tighter and tighter and more of a corset around me, two years ago I woke up and said, well, maybe this would, because I had this story that I, I had to tell, I thought maybe a graphic novel is the way to go. So I started pitching it. And then... Um, these guys at Frozen Beach, uh, Stefan Nielsen, they loved it. And so I said, well, let's turn this into a graphic novel. So we started about 14 months ago um, turning this screenplay into a graphic novel. And it's just been an incredible joy for me. And, and now that it's about ready to be born, I, I, can't, I can't believe it. That's that's great. Was there a concern a about? Answer. No, it's a great answer. When you do all the talking, that makes my job easier. Was there concern about separating Scott Thompson from a Scott Thompson character? Because so much of what we think of as your characters is is performance as well as the as the writing. So was there concern about translating that to the printed page, particularly with translating the mustache and making that accurate as as accurate as you could? Yes, you you're absolutely right. Because one of the things that I've discovered in in the world of graphic novels and comic books, etc., is there's also uh, there's not a lot of funny and it's not the kind of funny that I like it's not character driven comedy so I found that was that was a that was a that was one of the main um, uh, dilemmas as we translated this because it's like how do you show the expressions of Danny how do you show like Danny's a very it's pretty deadpan and how do you do that and how do you show how can you do physical comedy and I mean you can't really but I found, uh, they found uh, an amazing artist for me, Kyle Morton, who, who, who has a very, I found a very realistic, almost old-fashioned style. And, and I like that a lot. I don't like the anime look and, you know, I, I don't like that. I mean, they're real people. And, and, and what was interesting as we translated it, as Stefan uh, adapted, because he, he, he adapted the, the book for me, and I, I, mean, I, and I, was, I sat on high and gave notes and, and, and directed everything. But I, I, would, I found it fascinating that the screenplay, of course, changed. Like when a screenplay is turned into a movie, 
it changes once you add in the props and the sets and the actors and the location and all the rest of it. And so um, it was beautiful. It just kept changing because I would go, wow, this is a really funny looking panel, but the words don't quite match. And that expression on Og or Killa or Joan or any of the characters, there's probably a funnier line that would match that look and the positioning of the characters, etc. And so that was quite interesting. I didn't quite, I thought, oh, it'll just be a, a direct storyboard of, of the um, screenplay. And it is not. It is its own thing. And I was very conscious of the fact that this is not like a, a, a graphic novel from a television series or a movie, which is second. Like, this is the primary, this is it. This is the ground zero of the story. It's not, you know, if it becomes a movie, which would be part of my master plan. <laughs> master plan. <laughs> Get a twirl my mustache for that. Um, it, it, the graphic novel is ground zero for it. And um, so, yes, it was, it was, it was a bit of a, a problem, but I, I, I was, I would read, I mean, I'm. the story. So what we would do was I would send pictures to Kyle online. It's all done online, which is amazing. Like pictures of like people that I thought they would look like. Would you send pictures of yourself as well? Yes, of course. Well, that's, that's the Danny thing particularly because Danny is the main character and he is me. Yeah. I wanted him to look like me. And um, because I am Danny and when it's turned into a movie, I don't want Will Ferrell playing it. So, no offense to Will Ferrell, I have taken two digs at him, and they're not digs, I'm just... He needs to spread the love around a little bit. I'm a giant killer, that's <laughs> all. He does need to spread the love around. And um, uh, so, I sent them dozens of photograph, uh, pictures of, of, of me, and Danny, because uh, I have many, many Polaroids from the Kids in the Hall series, and, and clips, so in all kinds of expressions, Danny doing everything. So in that way, it is a it is truly. It, I mean, it's an incredible experience to read through a graphic novel, see yourself on the and yeah, to see yourself. It's like my, that's that's me. I don't remember taking that picture. Yeah, and, well, and it was so that was incredible. And then finally, when those characters were done, we started to tell the story. Uh, this seems like a huge epic tale for Danny, the kind of thing that eclipses even Husk Musk in terms of its scope. Um, and I'm just wondering, to me, and if, correct me if, if you don't agree with this interpretation, Danny is funny because he's a reactive character and because he's so unflappable, but was there concern about making Danny the center of the driver of a story like this? Um, interesting that you say that. Um, because he's reactive, I see what you're saying. Um, no, because I think in comedy, that's, that maybe if it was a dramatic tale, more so. But in comedy, I don't think so. One of the inspirations is like being there. You know that movie, Being There? Yeah. He's like, he's a kind of a character that people project onto him what they think. 
So in that way, I thought he was perfect for a comedy. Whereas a Buddy Cole, for example, my character Buddy Cole, he's more of a, a proactive character. And there are, there are plans to do one for him as well. But they're different kinds of things. Buddy is the... Is the um, Danny, you would think, yeah. But Danny is... It's interesting because... Danny is the center of it all, but like the title of the thing, The Hollow Planet, there's, there's a hollowness there. There's, you know what I mean? But in this story, Danny kind of, by the end of the trilogy, because it's conceived as a trilogy, some of those spaces will have been filled in. Well, thank you so much, Scott, for talking to us today. Uh, Danny Husk, The Hollow Planet, will be on shelves this October. Please pick it up. It sounds fantastic. Thank you so much, Scott. Thank you very much.